Mind Gap Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And if you're watching this on YouTube, youtube.com slash mindgappodcast, do us a solid. Hit the like button. Do it right now. We'll give you a second. Did you do it? Good. Thanks. Now you're the best. <laughs> you're the best. You're the best. Um, also, d- d- thanks for watching and or listening and check us out on all of our socials. And don't forget to hit the Discord link in the, in the link down below. Join the community. Uh, check out our merch. And uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Look at that. Housekeeping right out the gate. Wow. Boom. I mean, wow. Boom. Fucking wow. Twice now. I moved my head back to say boom and my, my <laughs> headphones almost came off twice. Metronome just did it. He's in the chat. He said he did it. Thank you, Metronome. Flawless Thank you for victory. following the instructions. You have a flawless victory, Doug. Okay. Yeah. All right. All nice. Right. Nice. Um, yeah, I was looking for more audio drops and I unfortunately click the memes I'm like I don't know what any of these memes are and they are disturbing I don't like them I don't understand what they're from some of them are 45 seconds I'm like why would I have the, a 45 second audio drop that oh. seems insane having a 0.7 second audio drop is very that's where you're that's where the the sweet stuff's at that's where it's at right there nice yeah. Metro says always follow instructions I'm a good boy daddy nice I like it no, no, no! Don't do that. I don't like don't do that because I would lick, I would lick the pole. You, you disagree. You disagree. Oh my god! I'm, I'm gonna buff. buff. You know all the classics. He's finding my kink, and I don't like it. That's right. What's a kink that? I thought you're just gonna you ask. Had, what's a kink? I could ask Chat Chat GPT. Ask Chat GPT. Define kink. No. Um, <laughs> what is a kink that you think would be just one of the absolute worst to have? For the sake of basically scratching all the itches but also like oh my god if anyone finds out what this is this is or this is gonna be hard to broach this topic to someone that i really like because let's say that yeah yeah you know you're 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 essentially you found the lady of your dreams aka your wife but let's just assume in a hypothetical world you're meeting someone you're like oh my gosh this is great but in order for this to work i gotta let them know about my kink because otherwise this is just not going to work because I've tried this before and it hasn't worked out. Right. So what, what is the kink? Do you think that would be one of the most difficult ones to be like, Hey, I need you to do this. or I'm really into this. There's so many ways you could, you could go with it. Like in a very like uh, vanilla way, it could be like, I, I have to sniff wherever you were just sitting, you know, to, to get into it. Like if we're going to, head into the bedroom, you got to stand up and get in there and then give me like two minutes just to sniff the couch. That's weird, but that's something that's like feasible, right? You think so? You know, uh, would, it's feasible, yeah. right? Because at the same time, someone's like, it's, would you would you have? I wouldn't enjoy that, but I'm like, I could always be like, this could be worse. This could be way worse. You know what I mean? On the sure. scale of things that I'm aware of and things that I'm not aware of, I'm like, hey, sure. if all you got to do is like, yeah, why don't you, uh, why don't you take me to bed or lose me forever, and uh, I'll just yeah. wait. I'll wait here while you go in there and you just. I'll be one minute. I'm gonna get ready. You're like, yeah, I need one yeah. minute, and you get up, and as you're walking away, you hear, 
Yeah. I, I wouldn't like it, but I'd be like, well, if this is what it takes to get yeah. you going and you come in the bedroom, just like, I'm ready. Your, your scent right. has fulfilled me with all the joy ready in the world. Ready to go. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, you know, there's worse things. There's worse things to have happen. You know, I have to feel like anything to do with waterworks would be horrible. Anything with what? I'm sorry, the waterworks. Water yeah, we're talking like plumbing, peeing, you know, le- uh, leaky faucet, urination. Yeah, peeing would be tough because yeah. I don't even know how you broach that topic. That's what I'm know? saying. Yeah, that would be a tough. So anything to do with like excrement, any like or or anything that is leaving your body, if, All right, if Justin, in, in any way. I'm I'm the partner of your dreams. No. And we're sitting on the couch. All right. And you want to make this work. And, you know, we've had several good dates. And you're like, I am ready to take the plunge with this. And you want you. Do you want to pee on me or do you want me to pee on you? What is it? So doesn't matter. You go. This is scene. We're just finishing up a movie. So you're giving. So are you saying in this scenario what would be the harder, or just pick one and let's? What I'm that. saying is we're going to role play this. All right. Movies just it's, credits are rolling. I, all right. <clears throat> wow. I great Infinity Infinity War. That's man. That's that's crazy. I can't believe they ended it like that. I know, right? It's it's crazy. So hey, look. Um, I really had a great night tonight. Uh, I kind of want. Oh my gosh, me too. Level. <gasps> you think you're ready? Oh. I think I am, but are you? What are you talking about? I think you're awesome. I'm glad to hear that because I need to pee on you. That's that's a lot to take in. Um, wow. Um, you need to? Yeah, it doesn't work if I don't. Like what doesn't work? Anything. None of it works. This is okay. I have questions. It's it's like a video game system that gets unplugged, it's shut down. Okay, so say you're going to do this to yourself. Do you need to pee on some pee first, or like how does this work when you're just on your own? I have to, yeah, I've got to pee on my foot. Either one, it doesn't matter. Oh, I'm glad there's not a preference yeah. on, you know, you're not particular to any any yeah. foot, you know. Whichever Either one, one works. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um I got to go. <laughs> I thought we were having such a great night. Yeah, we were. We really were. <laughs> it was very very direct. I, I respect it cuz you're like, "Listen, let's get into we've it." We've been on four or five dates. Where's this going? I'm just going to tell you what I need. I need to pee on you. If we just sat through one of the last Avenger movies. Like if they're, if we're spending that much time sitting in, in relative silence with each other, then we've been together for a little bit. That's not a first yeah. date movie. No, 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 no. That's not a first date <laughs> movie. You don't, you sure. don't invest that kind of time. If you're uh if you're just look. And the other thing is you get to it, you get right to it. And I mean, what's the, what's the point in, you know, beating around the bush there? Like it's either going to happen or it's not. So why not just rip the bandaid off? You know, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I mean if you really I, like this, I mean, yeah, that's right. Pee on me, daddy. Like, if you're gonna get to it, you know, get to it. It's. I mean, if you really like someone, I mean, I guess there's the fear that it's not gonna work out. You know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I suppose that should probably, you know, in that case, just find the the site. You know, the pee on me daddy dot com. Yeah. And you'll probably hook up better that way. I would assume. There's got. You may not find like the person you're gonna marry. Yeah. Uh, but you'll probably find uh, you know, 
someone that's going to help you get through some tough times. <laughs> get you through the drought, so to speak. That's, you know? well, well, you know, if hopefully there's not one or else, you know, you're not having yeah. anything. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That was a good yeah, moment. I mean, I'm just, look, I, whatever anyone's, I think we've discussed this somehow before, but whatever anyone's kink is, as long as it's not harmful to someone or themselves, I'm like, you do you, let your freak flag fly. But uh, I have to say personally, I'm very glad that I'm so vanilla. <laughs> I'm very, very glad that I don't have to have those conversations because yeah. I cannot imagine that they're easy. Uh, they're as easy as we just improved. I think they're way easier now. Than they were 10, <coughs> 15, 20 years ago because this stuff is so much more out in the open. Sure, sure, that, sure. And with the internet, you're going to find stuff. But right. imagine being in a time like, you know, say in the 80s and you're like, God, I'm really looking for people to... And you, you probably think you're weird too. Right. Because you're like, oh man, I've never met anyone that is like this. So you're just like finding people, just holding back that urge to one day you're finally like... Sharon, I love you so much. It's just one thing. One thing I really just, I really want to take this next level. He's like, sure, whatever. I need to pee on you. And they're just like, what the fuck? And here's the thing. I'm sure there's a much better, easier way to ease into that than we did in that little, in that little uh, scenario. Like, I, you know, Listen. you could come out and just say it, but I'm sure there is a better way to ease into it. If you do need to talk to someone about it. Perhaps. Perhaps. Metronome says, uh, just forget to close your computer with it on the screen for them to find that says a couple of things one it shows that you're irresponsible you know it's you're like oh you're just beating off to this and then you're like i'm done you just leave the computer screen open like that's just that's like littering right you know right that's just that's just or or it's it's gonna seem obvious that's like yeah look at this isn't this cool and i guess you could play it off as like oh yeah sorry someone sent me this website from work you know, <laughs> I don't know if that's better or worse. Right. <laughs> I went to the shower, says Metro. <laughs> the golden <laughs> shower. Yeah. Yeah. No, I too am, am extremely vanilla. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't have anything that's. So uh, let me flip it back. Uh, outrageous. Like what would be mm -hmm. what would be one of the worst things that you could think of? Because so my oh. answer would be anything that comes out of you. Like if you're if that if that's what gets you going, that would be a real tough one. I think I think a tough one would be like, I don't know. Uh, I need to taste your blood. Oh, we're talking like Army Hammer style? Kind of, yeah. yeah. You know, that sort of stuff. Like, I, I need to, uh, you know, <laughs> I need to hog tie you and watch you bleed. Sure. Because that just gets gives me a raging boner. Like <laughs> That is, that would be tough. And again, that would go back into the realm of like self-harm. I don't know if that's a healthy one. No, yep. no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, as more stuff has come out about that, you know, about that situation, I'm like... Wait, hammer? Army hammer. Yeah. I like, don't know if there I was know a whole, more about it. There was, there was a whole documentary that came out what? about it where it interviewed like the ladies and stuff that I had gone through it. I did not realize and, that. Yeah, it was Jesus. pretty uh, pretty wild, allegedly. I had I haven't seen it, but uh, I was like, yeesh. So, Blubbly. yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, anything that involves that where you're like, listen, I need to, uh, A, I need to see you suffer, and two, I need you to bleed. Like, that. Yeah. that's that's what gets me, that's what gets me hard. It's like, <laughs> that is uh, very disturbing, and no thank you, please. Yeah, yeah, no, no thank you. Uh, I think a, a weird one would just be like anything with balloons. Probably not too harmful necessarily, but it's just be like, yeah, I mean, helium helium's that you know there's there's a real deficit in helium right now so 
you know, that for starters, this is an economic problem. I just you know? need to hear, I need to hear that voice. I need to you hear know? a helium voice talking at me. Yeah. So while they sit the on the balloon and pop it. Yep. And you're just like, oh, yes. You know, is there, there's like, uh, you're going to release you know, 30 balloons and you have to catch one of them or else we can't do this. I'll catch all of them. I'll catch all of them and then I'll go. We're showing some signs of being fucking wet. Oh, yeah. It's a very oh, yeah. interesting way to kick off a podcast. You know what? I agree. <laughs> very interesting. You know, and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. I love that. Those are the things that I, I live for. You, we say one thing and like my mind just goes, let's go. Let's go there. And we do. And we went there and we had fun. And I think that's what makes this a special, a special thing that we do. This is love right here. You know what? And I appreciate it because I could tell when I first asked you to do this, you were like, mm, I don't know how I want to do this. I heard you say no. And then you're like, okay. Yeah. And I, I saw your, your body change. You're like, I can't say no. Like, so hey, here we go. We're going to, we're going to do it. Yeah. We're going to do this. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, this is fun. Let's you know, give it a the shot. thing is that we haven't, we haven't, uh, we haven't gotten a chance to really do improv together in a while. And we talked about this a few episodes back, actually probably yeah. more than a few at this point, but it was, you know, I, I, I got to stop saying no at the chances when they present themselves. You know, improv's fun. Doesn't matter what the scene is. Go, you know? Come. Yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm a little bit out of practice as well. So what it's like, you know, knowing that you're in the moment, it's time to play. Yep. Always got to come to play. It's yes and because it'll be fun, you know? That's what we so, play for. That's what we play for. It's what we play for. Uh, well, one of the first things I want to talk, uh, we, we're going to talk about tonight is it actually comes from, uh, it comes from, I did a little bit of a Christopher Walken. I usually can't do a, a Christopher Walken. So it's kind of weird that that came out, but, uh, yeah, well, well, this was, you. you still can't, what's that? I, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for the honest feedback because this is how I get better right? or how I give up either way. I don't care. I'm no good at it. I'm no good at it, you know, but it doesn't always stop me from trying. Uh, in our Discord, which, by the way, you can check out the link in the description down below and join it uh, and find out what all the what all the cool stuff's all about. Um, we had uh, Jared posted uh, in our meme channel. Uh, he posted this meme that says, if the Uber driver did nothing wrong, give him five stars. That's how it works. Uh, and underneath that, it looked like there was some um, some stuff from Reddit, possibly, or who knows where this is from. But it's like one person responded, you ain't great in college paper, you know, like <laughs> give them five out of five. Someone else says, uh, do this for co any company that asks you to review their employees always. Another person says, you wouldn't believe the number of times I swear I get four out of five star ratings at my job just because the people think it th people think is, well, five out of five means perfect and nobody's perfect. Four out of five is good. The company I work for doesn't understand this common mentality at all and will let people go over not having consistent enough five out of five ratings. Obviously, they don't inform the customers of that. And someone else goes, this also applies to your restaurant servers. Yeah. And it got me thinking <laughs> because I have an issue with this whole thing that Uber, Lyft, and all that sort of stuff has created this idea that you are five out of five, right. 10 out of 10, or you you lose you know you're either first or you lose you know you're first or you're last sort of situation which has bled over into company culture when it comes to like employee reviews mm -hmm. um in particular uh when i was a facilitator um i did a whole training to kind of prep people on how to do for managers on how to rate employees what does the rating system mean 
you know. And the way it was drawn up was that it was at a, uh, a rating of, you know, up to five, all right? And five out of five was outstanding, extraordinary. One was, you know, you're probably on your way out. And three was considered successful. <clears throat> so three out of five means like you're doing your job, no notes, keep it up. Right. Um, and it seemed pretty straightforward. I taught it to managers. We talked about how to calibrate, everything like that. And then there was uh, a girl on my team who ended up getting a three out of five and she broke down in tears. And she was she was distraught that she got a three out of five. And I was like, did anyone explain to her that this is successful and this is good? Right. And it's just, it's gotten to the point now where we're all grading on different scales. Right. And it's <clears throat> becoming a problem. Right. So thanks, Uber. Well, it's not that too. And I mean, look at... Um just movie ratings. If you, if you like letterbox or rotten tomatoes or any, like, I feel like, uh, again, those are, if you see a movie that's got three and a half stars, you're like, Ooh, that's a stinker. And it's like, no, it might be just an average movie. Not, it might not be bad. It just might not be, you know, the best movie ever. But I think people have this warped sense of what these things mean. And my company, uh, uh a few years back did ratings and reviews the same way where we had a five point scale and, I, w I asked one time, <clears throat> I said, what, what does it take to get the five? And they're like, oh, really, no one ever gets the five. And I'm like, so why do we have that? Why are we, I, I, I truly didn't make any sense. I'm like, if no one gets it or if, if people so rarely get it that you can't think back to a single time when one of your reports got it, why is it even on, why are we using it? It just, it seems if it's an unattainable thing, then why the fuck have it? And so now, thank yeah. God we do, it's three. Basically, you are either on track, you're excellent or excelling, or you are uh, needs improvement. Or there, basically, you you need to have a meeting with your manager and say, "We got to get you back on track." And if you're right in the middle, then you are doing everything that's expected. You're doing a great job. If you're just kicking ass and having a very, very like outstanding year, then you're up in the excellent. And if you get that, you feel really good. But if you get the middle one, you know that you're doing like you don't worry because you're like, cool, I'm on, I'm doing what is being asked of me. And it makes way more sense than this five-star system or the five-point system that we had. Um, but the same yeah. thing could be looked at as far as Uber goes. Like, again, you know, Metronome says he's a, a 4.76 on Uber. And that is like a, a badge of potential shame. Uh, that's ridiculous. 4.76 out of all the rides that you've given to have that high of a rating, to me, speaks volumes. Yeah, I just think it's interesting because we don't have a universal way of grading people like in this post where it says, you know, someone gave four out of five because that's still good, you know, four out of five stars. So it, it, it's but the problem is that also from like, uh, you know, an employee, you know, performance side of things, you know, in the sense of the company relies on the stuff to evaluate you, the company will look at stuff as either you get 10 out of 10 or a five out of five, or you're failing. And uh, Jared actually gave something. He says, our work has an uh, out of 10 scale for our surveys. Anything under nine is considered a problem. And we'll contact the client and explain our rating system. We had a one client, uh, we uh, had one client score a five and refused to change her score saying that five should equal everything was okay. We technically failed for the quarter based on one score under nine. And I'm like, 
it's frustrating for that sort of stuff because why have 10 right. if only if only 9 and 10 count right yeah <laughs> why have the other numbers again that goes right back to that question like if you're never going to use like if yeah if only one number matters or if you're never going to be able to get to a number why have that number why have that or any other it, it's a s- insanely flawed system i think slotty said something similar with with where he he did it. And then before I get to that, I want to talk about something Noah posted as oh, well, yeah. which he said when, when he was a photographer, he wasn't reviewed by customers. He was reviewed by a panel of corporate judges who we can only assume are not photographers on a, on a zero to five scale where not a single person in the company had a, had a score above 4.6 and the company average was a 4.2, uh, which is where he was at at the time. And his boss came to him and said, uh, we'll have a problem if he doesn't get that to a 4.4. And around the same time, he left. <laughs> Shocker. So that's another one that's bizarre where it's kind of um, relying on the judgment of... I, I, this all comes down to me from, from my perspective is one, your customers need to understand how... First of all, why these things are important. Right. What, what's what's behind it, right? Because sometimes they're like, your your opinion is very valuable to us. Please stand in line. They should also be like, your cust- this employee's like, you know, livelihood depends on this. Like, yeah. Let's just say what it is, right? Your, your score is, your opinion is very valuable to us. And, you know, the score affects a lot of the things we do. You know, we'd like you to take it mm-hmm. and explain the scale. You know, if you want five out of five, they explain that, hey, if you had... A good experience, please, five out of five. Right. You know, anything below that is detracting from. You have to explain how you're doing this because anyone can come in. Because they even say, like, with one being awful and five being fantastic. Like, if you can explain that, also explain what the outcome means. Right. And what you're asking. So everyone is is evaluating on this. The fact that in Jared's situation, they reached out to the client and be like, hey, just so you know, like a five is really bad for us. Right. <laughs> And the you client was like, I think a that. five should mean it was okay. It's like, well, the client doesn't understand. Right. And <laughs> a five means it's average. Yeah. It was neither like, good nor bad. It was an interaction I had. It was fine. Yeah. It happened. It happened. And then the problem, too, is when you put too much emphasis on this, where people's, you know, success or failure depends heavily on a custom response, then you're incentivizing people to work the system, mm-hmm. which is where. Slotty story comes in. He says the automotive sales a life is similarly based on the one to ten scale where only nine and ten are considered good. I used to game the system by telling people exactly how it worked. I made it binary for people and it worked. Not everyone listened and I didn't talk to everyone who bought a new car. But for two years, we had the highest scores in the district at like nine point five. Everybody got their bonuses and was happy. Then Subaru started putting questions in this evaluation asking if anyone talked to you about the survey. If they answered yes, it was thrown out, and enough of them got you thrown out of the program. Immediately, everyone's scores went into the toilet. Right. But what do you expect? Right. You're telling people that their bonuses are in the hands of whether or not customers rate this well? You're incentivizing people to cheat. You better. That's going to happen. Believe that people are going to do everything they can to protect their livelihood. There's That's ridiculous. And if you've got a... <clears throat> if you have to put a question in if it's gotten so bad that you have to add a question about has someone influenced your answers and then you are actively throwing out the affirmatives like 
you have to, as a company, you've got to look at your, there's something flawed with your system then because you shouldn't have, it doesn't need to get to that point. If it goes to that point, then because it's okay, you implemented a flawed system. Then someone tried to game that system. Then you put a stopgap to try to stop them from gaming the system. They're just going to try to find another, like you got to look at this pattern that's emerging. It's going to be a back and forth thing. So you've got to go back to the root and say, what's the problem? The problem is that the rating system itself is inherently flawed. Like you have yeah, to go it's back a to broken support. system. You're not getting what you want out no. of it, which is if you're really like, we really truly want to know what the customer experience is, right. then do that. Right. Like find there's, there's people that do that stuff for a living. They figure it out. I mean, hell when I worked at the hotel, um, you know, they, we were trying to get a certain amount of surveys a month from customers. These were like written surveys. Like you had to fill them out at the front desk. So you had to stand there and write it? Like, yeah, people would have to fill it out. And, and what my shady boss, to put it nicely, would do is he would be like, this is very simple. You ask the guest how their stay was. If they said it was good, then offer them a survey. So that way we will always have high scores. It wasn't just a, it wasn't a good sample size. And then one time it was just like, we were falling behind. So I took a couple, went up to the reservations office and I filled out some myself just, and the assistant general manager caught me doing it. And did anything happen from it? He, uh, he told my boss that he caught me doing it. He's like, why was Doug up there filling out surveys? (laughs) And and my boss basically was like, Hey, don't get caught. Like that's basically what he was saying. Caught. Yeah, Amazing. he's like, he caught you. Let's not, let's not do that. And I was just like, guys, is this valuable to you? Right. To the point where we're making shit up. Is this helpful at all? Right. Because statistically speaking, what you should do, and this is before we implemented any sort of like automatic survey that would go out through email and yeah. things like that. It was just straight up asking. I was like, this is not, what do you get? What do you think you're going to get out of this? Yeah. You know? Because we understood what they wanted to hear was good things. Mm-hmm. Management, they, the management didn't want to hear the bad things. Right. Right. So, because that would mean someone would get in trouble. So we were incentivized to give them honest information. We were incentivized to give them bullshit. And that's what we did. So, yeah, I guess you got to look at it and go like, what is the, what is the end goal to this? Like if you, I I look at it the same way that a lot of people run the, the ENPS, uh, which is, which is the, what is ENPS, Justin? It's the employee net promoter score, Doug. Ooh, tell me more. Well, it was, I think I just felt my dick move. (laughs) Is this your kink? Hmm. Man, boy, boy, what a boring kink. (laughs) Baby, let me run you through this ENPS every time before we have sex. I need you to take this survey and then we're going to run through the results. Would you recommend me as a lover to other? (laughs) Is my love a detractor or would you promote my love? (laughs) Oh, God, I hate it so hard. Um, Right? Yeah. So no, um, give me five out of five and I get a boner. Says Metro. <laughs> <laughs> five out of five or I can't come. <laughs> uh, no. So for those uh, uninitiated, you're God bless you and stay that way. But um, ENPS is, was born out of the NPS model, which was used for uh, figuring out whether it was a, a survey that was used to figure out whether or not customers were having good experiences. And then someone took that and bastardized it and made it an employee net promoter score. So you could do internal surveys to make, to see how do do your employees want to promote your company? Do people like working here? And it, it can be valuable if it's used well. And uh, I have witnessed it being used uh, on more than one occasion, very, very improperly. And I don't believe that it's being used 
you know, uh, effectively at all. But the bottom line is, and I don't, again, I don't know if this is this element of it. I don't know if it's across the board, but it's the very similar thing to what uh, Slotty's thing was. If it's not a nine or 10, then you are a detractor. There's, there is a neutral. So it's broken up into like zero through five is detractors. Six, seven, eight is neutral and nine and 10 is promoters. And if it's considered that if you're not a nine or a 10, that you are a detractor, hard stop. And I'm like, that's false. Like there are people who might just be okay working here. I'm not going to talk shit about the place, but I'm also not going to promote it. I, I feel like that in and of itself is valuable information. But again, I the way that the way that certain people look at this makes me think you don't really care what the actual answers are. You just want tens across the board. So you can report, we got tens, we're good. And it's it, it doesn't actually help with what with what's going on. And it well, nines and tens are kind of like the five out of five, you know, like you're talking about yes. for, for your yeah. um, you know, evaluation. It's what you, it's ideal because a promoter, if I remember correctly, means that someone will go out and essentially sing the praises of your company. Like they will be a promoter of your organization, you know, which is, it's essentially free advertising because you're, they love what you do so much that they'll recommend you to their friends, their family. They'll write a post online. They'll be like, you got to check this place out. That's ideal. You're looking for a job. I got the place for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like from an employee standpoint, it's like, I love this place. I'll hop down LinkedIn, the dirtiest place on the, on the internet and just talk everything you want to know yeah. about my work life situation. And Hey, I've got opportunities. You should come check it out. Hey, I'm shooting this out to my network. Right. What's up network. You looking for, you looking to change your career. You looking for a, a life change. LinkedIn's one of the fucking worst places on the planet. I tell you, <laughs> it is so fucking gross. I will I just get those. I have a person that has to like check out. Like if I have a notification, I have to go and clear it out. I just can't see like stuff that's sitting there. drives me insane. So on the app, LinkedIn will be like, you have a message and it's never anything worthwhile. It's just some random person has an update. It's like someone in your network posted this update. And I always get a glimpse of the timeline. Oh man. I don't, and I'm like, uh, what's here? What gross fucking bullshit is here? And it's always something gross. It's like, did you know this about work life? I saw this. This person applied, and you know what the manager said? They said, uh-huh, I'm not dealing with this idiot. And you know what? They were wrong, and here's why. This is why they're not thinking correctly, because the new world that's out there in corporate America is overlooking some of the best talent. Get with it, managers. Stuff is stupid. Stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. <laughs> I think that needs to be. I'll mark that time code. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gross, man. Yeah, it's one you, of the grossest places. Do you get the? Um, do you get the uh, messages? I don't know if this is because I'm on there listed as a business owner as well, or if this is just kind of a thing. But do you get the solicitation messages on there? Like, like in what, in what like capacity? People, pe- not in the CD way, but like the people. Oh, I are, know that. Yeah. But like, or do I? The, but, mm, there's my kink. Steve. Do you want to be my work fuck buddy? <laughs> Business seed. Ooh. Looking for work fuck buddies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the ones uh, that are, that are promoting, um, you know, we can, we can get more customers uh, to like oh. um, CRM uh, uh, people who will just, jam contacts into your CRM and the people who um, 
I don't know, like as, as your SEO optimized, like, like that, the people soliciting like um, uh, uh, work. Makes or, sense yeah, on LinkedIn. You know yeah. Boy, that's like, that's like the new I get Nigerian all prince. all the fucking time, man. Of, I get people that. wanting to connect saying, hey, I'd love to connect and talk more about and find out what your business is about. I'm like, I don't know you. I don't want to hear it. Like there's nothing genuine about it. And I'm like, it, it just feels like a place to go and get pitched. It is just a, a pitch pit. It's disgusting for the worst yeah. stuff too. Yes, for it's for corporate America. Yes, and uh, I've gotten that shit with from our social medias, like from people that don't speak English very well, and they unfortunately come off sounding extremely rude when they're talking about our SEO. And like, listen, gang, I know we are not super optimized. All right, we're trying. We're two dudes who are just doing the best that we can. All right, but don't bother. Don't. All right, um, we got our SEO person. But yeah, with LinkedIn, like it's it's always just I I get people that are either just like, hey, I think you're a perfect fit for our sales team. I'm like, uh, you, you did not. And like, yeah. I looked at I looked at your resume. I think you're the perfect fit. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Right. Like, what are you doing? And the worst part is, oh. I used to LinkedIn used to be like my gospel. And I'm like LinkedIn's it's, it's is where I, it's where I was when I was in grad school. Yeah, I was connecting with all these music people. Sure, still am. Have nothing in common with them anymore. And I was I've made these connections in different phases of my life, and now I like I don't even know what my network is. Right. And oh, it's, it's it's weird it's a, now. Yeah, if you it's go a terrifying look- beast that I'm like, uh, ah, this is not useful <laughs> at all to me anymore. Um, and I just, I don't like going on there because it just reeks of insincerity. I love it reeks of people that are just like, check out these cool, you ready to take your career to the next level? Well, I've got the new thing you got to do. You got to free your mind, man. You got to break out of the mold and all you got to do is connect with me. I'm doing a live zoom session. Come check it out. It's like, fuck off (laughs) with your snake oil salesman bullshit about work life and all that. It's just gross. It is like. A more it's so weird because Facebook I think is the worst hands down but this is like a different shade of Facebook and it's more niche right. in a gross way where it's like you know all that corporate stuff that you hate well here's this here's the one stop shop for all of it it's, it's got dumb Facebook. memes it's dumb memes yes. it's people that are like hawking their wares it's people that are like trying to give you advice about how to do this that or the other thing it's like a fitness like app where people are trying to tell you everything you need to do to get fit except it's all corporate America and it's gross. It's really corporate influencers. As metronome says, it's disgusting. It's really imagine, imagine having the goal. My goal of 2023 is to be an influencer on LinkedIn. I'd be like, fucking get out of my life. (laughs) I'm going to cut you out of my life. Yeah. I do not want to know you because dear God, the kind of bullshit you would have to do to be like, I'm an influencer on LinkedIn. It's like, nobody cares. The, the tough part is too, or the, the, the bummer of it all is that if there is a real, potential connection that comes through there's a 90 percent chance that i don't that i ignore the person because i have been inundated with people who the people who drive me the most nuts are, the, are those who don't research who they're reaching out to because I, like they i've had people who contact me and say hey you seem like a decision maker let's talk about x y and z for the nine to five job not for my business in which I am the decision maker, nine to five, I am the furthest thing from a decision maker. And I'm like, you obviously did not do any research into A, me, or B, the company that you're pitching. I just, that it's sad. I'm like, if this is, this also gives me a look at how shitty of a business person you are because you have done no research. 
It's a numbers game. It is. is what they're and playing. That's, and that's and the honestly, I've done a little bit of research on how to, you know, basically go the self-employed route of, you know, more or less the gig economy, you mm-hmm. know. And and one of those things is one, whoever you're going to pitch to, you've got to know their stuff. Right. Because you have to know what you're going to offer them to help them. Right. Because at the end of the day, you need to be able to offer them something that they don't have. Right. Whether it's saving them money offering them a service, offering them a product. And if you don't know them, how are you? Th- that is just the weakest shit. Of people be like, hey, I've seen your stuff. I think uh, I I'm like, what stuff have you seen? Right. You know, what What stuff of mine? What can you specifically tell me that you've seen? Because the way that it could really help is if, if you're a fan of somebody too, right? Mm-hmm. If it's like, if I, you know, I like editing videos and things like that. Maybe there's a podcaster that I follow and I was just like, man, you know, some of these videos, you know, I think that they could use some touch-ups or they, I, you know, I, I know how to do that stuff. I could reach out and be like, hey, I'm a huge fan. I love your stuff. Th- th- these episodes are great. I'm, I've been following for a long time. You know what? I'm a video editor and I just noticed like these couple things real quick that I mm-hmm. see up here um, on this sort of stuff. Even do something like, you know what? I tell you what, uh, I'd be happy to show you. I'd love to help you out with this. Um, let me do like one video for you sure. and let me sh- let's show you what I can do. And, and, and if you like it, just, if you wouldn't mind doing like a, uh, you know, um, a blurb or, uh, what do you call them? Uh, a testimonial. Yeah. Right. That'd be great. <clears throat> Boom. Cause a, you're offering them something you get to prove yourself. They're not out any money. They just have to do this testimonial and you're proving that you like them, that you know their stuff yeah. and that you can help them. And then maybe they're like, Hey, you're pretty good at this. Right. Can you do this? You know, I mean, like there's oh, there's an actual yep. way to do this. It requires time and effort. It does, but which goes against I, the numbers game that a lot of people are playing, and that's that's exactly. where you get people just go like, well, fuck it. If I can shoot out a hundred emails that are just template emails, and I get two responses, great. Because otherwise, you're maybe sent. Then you got to go into cold pitch mode. You know, it's cold calling. And I'm just like, people can do that. I mean, there's there's definitely a skill for the cold call and the pitches and And things like that. It exists. If you hit enough people, it does work. Like you will get some return on that. But it is it is a it is a cold, gross, lonely game that you're playing. And in your example, the other thing that that benefits is you're not just saying, you're not just proving that you're a fan of them. You're also saying. Not only can I do this thing, but I am specifically identifying how I can help you. It's, you're not saying like, hey, I can make your videos better. You're saying, hey, look, I noticed that in, when you transitioned from your intro to the opening bit, the X, Y, and Z, I think you could tighten this up and maybe if you throw a motion graphic, like you're giving them a real world example, which shows that you actually have given time to it. And that goes yeah. so much further. Again, it comes off as genuine and sincere. Yes, you know that's a that's it's a genuine way to approach it. And, and personally, I I appreciate that more than the idea of I got to go out and try to earn some sales. Yeah, you know I got to earn some stuff. It's like connect with people and truly be on their team. Yeah, you know, be like, hey, I really because it's at that point it's it's truly a partnership right. because if you can help them and they're successful and they're happy they're going to find value in you they're going to employ you absolutely you know they're going to find a need to keep you around and you're like here's what i can do and then there you go you're kind of off to the races yeah so when i get these lazy ass sort of things where people connect and they just hawk their wares i used to see that shit all the time when i would post you know hey we're going live <clears throat> on twitch or whatever and i get i get hey we just got to follow it's some some fucking graphic artist 
It's like, hey, I do logos and other emotes. I'm like, fuck you. Right. Like, you know what? I, I appreciate you're trying to do the game, but I'm so distrustful of all that stuff in general. Absolutely. And for you just to come in and be like, or what's even worse when I've gotten this, uh, I get a DM on Discord that says, hi. Oh, God. The, and I'm like, the high. Just, just high. And I'm like, okay. I was like, hi. They're like, hey, I do, I do graphic arts. I'm just like, let me just stop you there. Yeah. No, I don't need that. Right. You know, listen. I don't need that. Does our right. stuff look amazing? I don't know. It's arguable, <laughs> but uh, I don't need you at this time. Right. I'm not going to pay you at this time. Right. No, get out of here. You right. know. <laughs> Metro goes, hi. What is this Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> Even in internal messages, when when you get oh. in work, when you get the high, you're like, just fucking spit it out, spit it the fuck. This out. is instant message, okay? Oh, just, just, God. I want just, <laughs> Next time you get the high, just type back ASL. Yeah, right. And just be like, let's let's. If we're gonna do this, we're gonna take it all the way back to AIM days. This is this is the equivalent of that, uh, you know, that one of my favorite memes, which is like, hey, <laughs> hey. What's your name? Ezekiel, what's your name? Fuck you, Ezekiel. You know, it's just like yelling back and forth throughout the day. You right. know, it's just. That's it. It's so bad. I mean, because I, I try to personify this, right? Yeah. Imagine you're going about your day and someone just goes, hey. And at like, some point they're like, he heard me. He'll get back to me right. at some point, you know, and then you finally go, yeah. <laughs> what's up? You're like. I have a question. That, that's so when it follows up with that, you're just like, "Great, what is the question? Do you need me to prompt this? Because you're, yeah, this isn't a real time conversation. Put your shit out there, right? Okay, I maybe I'm here, maybe I'm not. If I'm not, put everything out there so you're not wasting your time and mine. Okay. You know what the best part about this form of communication is? You can type everything out that you want to say. You can edit it. You can clean it up. You can make it sound exactly as you want it to sound. Then you can hit send. And guess what? You're going to get a response back that much quicker because we don't yeah. have to do this back and forth conversation thing. But I can also, see what you're asking, and I can tell you what you want to know. If it's a long message, yeah. ask yourself whether or not it should be a fucking email. All yeah, right? That's true. Consider too. that. Consider whether or not it should be a goddamn email. And not because I've seen that where people are like, I don't understand these different modes of communication. Right. I'm going to send you this giant thing through Slack. I'm like, just fucking email that because now what you sent me, all this detail is lost in Slack. Yeah. I'm not going to remember where it is, where it came from. Send me a fucking email. Right. All right. But if we're having a back and forth through email, fucking send me a goddamn Slack. <laughs> if it needs to be more than two messages back and forth, we need Slack to have, me. Yeah, Slack me. Oh, the webs, me, the webs we weave, Douglas. The webs we weave. <laughs> Metro goes, do you mind if I ask you a question? Well, you already fucking have. <laughs> Superfluous. Yeah, just fucking get to it, right? I appreciate being, you know, considerate. Like, you know, hey, is it all right? Just, But just get to it, you know? If you're, look, if you're walking up to someone uh, IRL and you go, hey, do you have a moment for a question? You're, you're in their space. And, and you're saying, do you have time now or should I come back? If you're sending yeah. someone to Slack, that message can sit there and they can get back to you whenever. So there is no need to say, can I ask you? Ask the fucking question and then yeah. let it go and wait. 
because that's that's how again not understanding the modes of communication that's how that bit works that's how that that's works. the considerate way to go about yes. it and i'll see and i'll see Boy, speaking hey. of gross corporate things yeah um D has been going through some rough shit lately it has. you know and metro i'm so glad you're here for this because you are a D master I'd love to get your thoughts on this. And if if and before we move forward, if you have any thoughts about your corporate world and how people communicate, uh, hit us up in the comments down below. We'd What's your biggest help. pet peeve uh, when it comes to ratings? <clears throat> uh, when it comes to communication, uh, what 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 drives you crazy? What drives you nuts about your company? Um, D and D. So uh, if you're not familiar, D and D and Wizards of the Coast have it's kind of been on fire for about a week. There's actually recently, as of uh, about four days ago, there's been a somewhat of a resolution. Um, but <laughs> Metronomes already knows what this is about. I love it. <laughs> um, so here's some backstory. Wizards of the Coast is a company that owns Dungeons and Dragons. So they essentially are the ones that, you know, put out that stuff and they monetize it and everything like that. Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast, as well as other entities such as Transformers, My Little Pony, Magic the Gathering, which we talked about a couple weeks ago as well. Um, and what's great about Dungeons and Dragons is that there's a lot of opportunity for creation. And which is which arguably has made this such a great and amazing game for people to play. And what I mean by that is I could run an adventure with five people. Just could Justin could run the exact same adventure, pre-written campaign, and each group would have a completely different experience because there's so many variables that are involved between what type of character you make, what you actually decide to do, how the dice treats you, and everything like that. It's a completely like wild experience and you oftentimes make stuff up and sometimes people enjoy it so much they write their own content. They write their own campaigns, adventures, they write they create their own items, they create their own uh, classes, races, um, they build their own worlds, they do all this sort of stuff but they play it with the same rules that are built by Wizards of the Coast and the Dungeons and Dragons currently edition, 5th edition sort of stuff. Now, all this is done through something called the Open Game License, or the OGL. And essentially, um, this was adopted in, I don't know, 2000, the year 2000. Essentially, this allows third-party creators to independently publish any sort of material for D&D for profit. So, for example... If you follow Critical Role at all with Matthew Mercer and those folks, like they've created their own separate universe with the D&D rules and they, they actually have been able to create source material that they sell, that people can buy and they can enjoy and Critical Role makes money off of it. Um, and um, also uh, there's other places that like run podcasts, they run shows, there's live shows. There's actually a show running in Chicago right now. Is it really? Where you go in and it's like a tavern and you get to, as a collective, as an audience, you get to choose which character these performers are going to play. You come up, you roll dice to see what happens as giant dice. Where is this? That sounds amazing. It's amazing. I forget what it's called, but uh, I'll look it up awesome. here before the end of the show. But like that's, it's and it's like, 
it's a different show every time so it's it's amazing i actually looked it up like this could be kind of fun yeah um so all these people they create this stuff and then here we are and metro has added some more to this metro is more of an expert on this he says third edition had it first then in fourth edition they got rid of it and then it came back for fifth edition and so this stuff has been everywhere now where the controversy comes in is that there were rumors that um, as part of the current one D&D initiative, which essentially Wizards of the Coast is trying to create its own one-stop shop online platform, which they're obviously going to try and monetize and everything like that. Naturally. Um, and they're going to... Um, Greetings, Emilio. They're going to... Hey, Emilio. Welcome to the show. They're essentially going to, to take this and they were going to update their open gaming license to uh, 1.1 and they were going to essentially do a number of things to adjust this and they in this article they kind of talk about some of the big ones so here were some of the big ones so that's the changes number one a new requirement for creators to report their product lineup new and old directly to wizards of the coast so if you created something you had to report it to wizards of the coast Number two, a tiered system where licensors were required to pay Wizards 20 to 25% of all revenue above a certain threshold. So at some point, once you hit a certain amount, I think it was over $750, you basically got taxed for using the property. Number three, a soft incentive to run all future D&D-based crowdfunding campaigns through Kickstarter. And the fourth one, an overt requirement that Wizards has a perpetual irrevocable license to use any independently created D&D material for any reason, effectively ceding at least partial rights to any content to Wizards itself, meaning that what you created and reported to Wizards of the Coast and ultimately paid a tax on, Wizards of the Coast could use it without your permission because once you create it, it's basically theirs, either partially or entirely theirs, and they could use it to however they wanted and make money off of it. So, yeah. Let People me, didn't like it. Let me ask you this, just to play devil's advocate, because Please. I want to. I want to. I want to understand you. And in pre-production, we kind of had a produ- uh, conversation about this, but I, I didn't go down this road. But I think I want to time out real quick here, yeah, because I just noticed I got a message in Discord, and I opened it up. No, it was Metro who oh. just said hi. I got. I just got. I want to call that out. It's well fucking done, sir. Well played, Metro. It's well, well fucking done. Played. Well fucking done. This guy. That's is how you do it. That's on, meta, right there. He's firing on all cylinders, and I fucking respect it. Absolutely. Fucking Metro gets it. the MVP for tonight. Yes. Yeah. So well done, sir. Uh. So <clears throat> okay. So we talked in 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 our production meeting. We talked about how it kind of makes sense that. You've got to let them know what you're developing because it's 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 theirs and, and and maybe they get a cut of it, whatever. I guess where does it not if they created, if Wizards of the Coast created the shell that is DD and all these people are pulling from those resources, why is it so wrong? And I want to be very clear, I'm not saying I agree with Wizards of the Coast. I'm asking the question because it's a nuanced conversation. Why is it so wrong for them to lay some claim to stuff that was created with what their property is? I think a better analogy would be that people are sucking on the teat 
of Wizards of the Coast to get nourishment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that. that. Work? It's working for yeah. me. Also, Zinni, welcome to the chat, right? As we talk about teats. Didn't realize that was a kink of mine, but all right, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there we go. Meow, meow. Um, no, I, I, I think... This is where Practical Doug kind of gets involved. And this is where I want Practical Doug to come out. Yeah. When it comes to like, you know, the the, the sort of the wild lawsuits and stuff that we had. Yeah. We're talking about. uh, (laughs) It goes, Justin, new kink unlocked. Um, To some extent, to the the fact that people are literally making a living off of D&D content, there is a part of me that thinks there is some sort of reasonable piece that could allow Wizards of the Coast to take some sort of cut of that, right? Because this is this has always been my thing is is, you know, it it's not too out of line just to a degree, to a point. Right. I still think it's kind of gross because the context here is that what's great about D D is the community and the stuff that people create. And the whole idea that has helped make this such a powerful phenomenon, especially in the recent last five to 10 years, is that people have the freedom to create whatever they want. They can go and let their imaginations run wild and people have a blast with it. Right. And so if this this had been the case from day one, I don't think it'd be that, we don't think we'd have a problem, but because this has been a a positive free-for-all of go create whatever yeah fucking sell it great sell your your components sell this create this sort of stuff and do it is made such a wonderful rich place for market community for people to create and do all this sort of stuff so to some extent for wizards of the coast also aka hasbro mm-hmm. to then go back and go by the way everything you created you need to set you need to register that with us and also, if you're making over $750, we're going to need to have a cut of that money. Right. Because this is our property. They're not wrong, but they're out of line. I you know s- what I mean? Yeah, I do see that now. Like, again, if, if, if that had been the precedent from day one, um, and additionally, you are basically penalizing people now for the thing that has catapulted your game to the popularity that it like you're you're penalizing the actions that has made your game this successful. So I thank you because that's what I needed to understand. So yeah, I knew in my heart of hearts that I disagreed with it. I just didn't know why. Yeah, yeah. On paper, you're like, I mean, it makes sense that Wizards of the Coast sure. would want something from it. But what have they been doing for the last however many years? And then right. all of a sudden, when Hasbro's stock has been taken to dump, right? And their other properties aren't doing well. They're like, we need to make more fucking money. A, let's squeeze the shit out of Magic the Gathering. Right. And then we'll turn our attention to Wizards of the Coast. Because what happened, kind of the aftermath of this, is that uh, Wizards of the Coast walked this back. And they said, you know, we witnessed an incredible outpour of passion and dedication from our community working together to protect and cultivate the inclusive environment of Dungeons & Dragons. And essentially they're like, you know, um, they said... The goals with this were to prevent the use of D&D content from being included in hateful and discriminatory products. Um, and to clarify that the OGL does not allow the use of D&D in Web3 blockchain NFT games and to ensure that the OGL is for our players and the community rather than major corporations to use for their own commercial and promotional use. I see. Under that very specific lens, yes, I understand that. I 100% get that. But also, come on. 
<laughs> Come on. Right. Is that really what you were worried about? Right. Is that really it what you were worried about? It sounds great. It sounds lovely. You know? You know, yeah, because I do believe if I if I remember correctly, there was some person that had released some form of this game that had like a ton of racist stuff. Okay, like and it was I can't remember all the specifics on it, but someone was like, "Yo, uh, this is racist as fuck, um, and this is not okay." And people were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, this isn't cool." So yeah. to some extent, I think that stuff is in there, but you know, there's got to be some sort of a, a middle ground for it, right? Like maybe yeah. they don't take the money, but you, you do have to register and tell them what you're creating just so they can kind of keep an eye on. Sure. Is it, you know, is it, is it crossing over into some sort of a hate speech thing? Like maybe that not saying that's it, but maybe, maybe there's a middle ground that you can meet on here. Yeah. But yeah. I do think that it's, it's, it's super fucking shitty and super shady that, the minute Hasbro stock starts to tank, they're like, no, we got to make money. And then what happened with magic, the get, I mean, that's all of it together just is a big black eye in there. It paints, it paints yeah. a picture of like, you're not really worried about that. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Uh, but they essentially, this, these changes came as according to this article from geek wire, um, Hasbro is struggling with a sharp drop in its quarterly revenue. And, um, they talk about fans and analysts have repeatedly linked the OGL 1.1, which pulls much of the creative and licensing power over D&D back to Wizards' hands with the dire state of Hasbro's other departments. A shareholder campaign in February claimed that Wizards at one point brought in almost half of Hasbro's overall earnings by itself, while sales for its other brands such as Transformers and My Little Pony have slowed down. So they're looking to find a way to balance what they've got going on here. So they're like, let's squeeze out some additional money where we can because, you know, things aren't looking good. And Metro says Hasbro made $1.3 billion in profit last year. And D&D is the most popular game they have at the moment, but only made $130 million of that $1.3 from it. So, you know, it's, 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 it's weird because the practical side of me is like, they do have some claim to this. Yeah. But you also have to read the room. You have to look at, dare I make a reference, you have to read the rules as written, gang. Um, whenever someone had, like complains about whether or not you can do something in, in Dungeons & Dragons, people are like, well, I'm going to read the rules as written. Like, this is how the rules are written. I'm going to establish it like that. People argue over the rules of D&D as if it's the scriptures from the Bible. They really do. Yeah. That's something that I'm learning as we're getting, as, I'm, as you're pulling me more into this world, I'm like, Jesus Christ, people, <laughs> people yeah. really don't fuck around with these. Yeah, this, it this, gets this wild. Sacred text. Yeah. Well, it's 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 crazy because the shit that people try to pull in it. Yeah. Because yeah. there's some people that are extremely creative and they try to break the system mm -hmm. because they're like, I'm gonna do this. It's like that you can't. Right. You have to make a ruling. They're like, well, the rules say I'm like, fuck what the rules say. We're not doing that because it's gonna be broken. Right. Okay. We're not doing that. Or vice versa. Like this is broken. Let's do something more fun with it. Let's go. Let's go yeah. play. Which is again the beauty of all of this. But that being said. I'm very happy to hear that Wizards of the Coast is not going forward with this at this moment, at the time of recording. And I'm glad that the fans outpour was huge. Because I think a lot of people were like, fuck this. I'm just going to go play a completely different game slash system altogether. Like, I'm not I'm not hanging around for this bullshit. Right. And there's enough stuff out there that I think for Wizards of the Coast, 
that's a real threat. They need to be like, there's enough shit out there in the world that people D and D is not the only game out there. Right. All right. Like there's enough stuff where people will go, they'll find their own stuff, they'll build their own things. Sure, yeah. And they'll absolutely. have a blast. So like it'd be a shame if Hasbro basically helped burn this to the ground. And now you've got the resources to do it. Whereas <clears throat> way back mm-hmm. in the day, you know, you had who was in your neighborhood and that was as far as your reach went. But now you've got a global audience. So if you build something that's really fucking cool. And it's uniquely yours, man. You can really give a company like this a run for their money. There's so many Kickstarters out there that have, I I bought into one over a year ago that was an Avatar The Last Airbender. There you go, yeah. That is phenomenal. It's excellent. It's very well done. I got to play it. It's excellent. Like there's so many, there's uh, Cyberpunk, there's, I mean, Pathfinder, which is kind of an offshoot of this. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, there's Call of Cthulhu. There's so many different things to play that uh, people can use i mean it's there's no shortage of stuff to go out there and play yeah. so i am happy to know that they're rolling this back because you know i don't want to be i don't want them to be dicks about it you know was, i'm saying that was a fantastic walk-in you know what i oh thank you cool. see i bought i turned it around you by did. the end of the episode you got there it's yeah fucking good i'm proud it's fucking good well i'm proud you know what I, I think the world's about to be proud of you because it's time again for the next installment of guess in 10 marvel edition <laughs> Yeah, nothing makes me happier than 0.7 seconds of something that is from a DC movie. That makes me very, very happy. All right. If you're new here, this is the second time we're doing this. Uh, We're playing a game called Guess in 10. It's the uh, Marvel edition of Guess in 10. If you've never played it before, it's fun. I got it for Christmas and we played it last week with Omari. If he was here, you should check out that episode because Omari is awesome. Such a blast. So much fun. I just spilled a bunch of cards everywhere. I'll clean those up later. Uh, but uh, the way that this works is essentially like 20 questions, but you only get 10. So what's going to happen is I'm going to pull out a card. And on this, the other side of this card is a character from the Marvel Universe. Uh, I think I may have overspoke last time where I said <laughs> all of these characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's a murky thing to say. Asterisk. But, yeah. Asterisk. But these are every single one of these characters at this point <laughs> is in some way in something that has been on the screen or on the television shows involving Marvel. There you go. Uh, that's, I think the best way I can put it. That's good. So, um, cause some of these things exist in maybe the Fox universe sure. or, sure, sure, sure. you know, whatever, or whoever, oh, Sony universe uh, I mean, yeah. or yeah, but mostly Marvel. So the way this is going to work is I'm going to pull a card. I'm going to give Justin two buzzwords. And those are going to be his like starting point to figure out like where should he go. And then he's going to ask questions. He can ask yes or no questions. And then ultimately he gets two guesses to figure out who this character is. Um, if he gets it right, he gets to move on to the next one. We're going to do three cards. Now, at any point in time, if he gets stuck, he has a clue he can use to help him figure out what possibly this is. He can say one, two, or three, and on the card, there are three clues that are listed based one, two, or three, and he can use that. Now, if enough people are hanging out in the chat, I'm going to give him the option to have a second clue where he can come to you all to help him out. So if you're in the chat and you're paying attention, hang out here. Justin, I'm going to ask you to minimize the chat just in case. Right now, done. And we'll go. So right now, Justin is three for three. He beat Omari last week, which is a huge win. It was an upset. It was, um, and I, on a technicality, Omari got a real shitty one, and he uh, got a tough card. He got you know, a tough so card. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. So let's see if Justin keeps the streak going. Justin, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Hey, I love the smile. <laughs> it can mean All one right. or two things. Here we go, Justin. Your buzzwords are protector, 
and fighter. Protector and fighter. Protector and fighter. Protector and fighter. Okay. Is this a hero? Yes. Is this hero male? No. Ooh. Narrows the field significantly. Yeah. Wow. I was I was definitely expecting a yes on that one. Okay. <clears throat> um Was this hero in the MCU? Yes. Did this hero die in the MCU? No. Okay. Does this hero transform? No. Oh, man. Shit. Okay. Fighter and protector. Fighter and protector. I'm going to give you a suggestion. All right. What helps with this is also trying to figure out what groups they're affiliated with. Okay. What groups they're affiliated Who do they pal around with? Who do they pal around with? <laughs> That's not a yes or no question. <laughs> um, let's see. Who do they? Okay. Who do they pal around with? Um, does the. Think of the different groups that are out there. Think yeah, of the but in the MC, I guess. Okay. You're talking like, like the little packs that they form. Cause I'm thinking groups like fantastic four X, like, but like MCU. Um, there's some groups within the MCU okay uh, <laughs> um, I don't even know how to ask that question uh, does this person um, does this person have any superpowers no okay Is this person from a different era? Great question. No. Ooh. Got three more questions. I know. Oh, oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, is this person from Wakanda? Yes. Oh, God. I don't remember the names. I knew this was going to yeah. be a thing. <laughs> That's why I smiled. I'm like, oh, he's not going to remember no. this name. He's not going to remember this name. Oh, no. <laughs> Is the character played by Denai Guerrera? Yes. God damn I believe that's her name. God damn it. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, hold on. You can do this. You can pull this name out. I, Early on, Metro goes, I got it. I think he goes, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Does the name start with an S? 
No. Okay. Oh, it starts with an O. Yes. Yeah. And that's all the questions you have. Yeah. I, 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 I cannot remember her name. I can't remember it. I got to tap. Out. I'm going to give you partial credit for this because okay. you know yeah. who this is. It's just the name. Yeah. You're going to you say to tell it you? and I'm going to get pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Okoye. Thank you. Yep. God damn it. God. Yeah. And at this point, it. I was like, if you want to use a clue, I'm like, a clue's not going to help you with yeah, this. Yeah. No, no. I knew who. Yeah. Because you know who it is I, and it's not going to tell you the yeah. name. That's a um, Damn. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, if if you wanted to, I'd give you the bonus question, uh, but that's, you know, you didn't get it. So, yeah. unfortunately, okay. All right. you know, All right. it's okay. It's All okay. Right. All right. It's good. You got there. I was very impressed. I'll never forget that name now. Right? Yeah. Exactly. It's been shamed into me. Okay. You ready for the next one? Let's do it. Here we go. I almost just said the name out loud. <laughs> uh, <laughs> buzzwords. Fly. Strong. Fly strong. Um, <clears throat> is uh, is this a hero? Yes. Okay. I love that. There's a standard set of questions up up top. Yeah. Of course. Is yeah. Is this a uh, is this a male? Yes. Okay. Uh, does this person um, identify with an animal or an insect? No. Okay. Uh, is this person a <laughs> god? Yes, with an asterisk. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes, with an asterisk. What the fuck? I guess this depends on how you define God. <laughs> <laughs> um. Probably more towards yes than no. Okay, that's very unhelpful. Thank you. I don't want to. I don't want to lead you too far astray. But I, in my mind, the practical duck's mind's like, well, technically speaking, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess you could say like a lot of these people are gods in the eyes of of most. I mean, I guess I was asking more in the sense of like proper deities, like. But never mind. Well, there's not many of those. Yeah. In the. Right, which is <laughs> why they would have narrowed it down for me. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, right. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, fly and strong. Um, Male hero, uh, not an animal. Male hero, um, fly and strong, fly and strong, fly. That's throwing me off. Uh, all right, what am I? Four questions. Four. Okay. Uh, does this person <clears throat> was this person in the MCU? Yes. Okay. Um. Flying strong, flying strong. What's another question? Does this person, um, does this person, well, they would have superpowers because they're strong. Um, is this person closely associated with um, a handheld weapon? Yes. With a handheld weapon, though. Shut. I, f I feel like you knew it. you knew exactly where you're going with this, and now that threw you off. Yeah. Well, I yeah. Like, he got it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> One, yeah. Yes and no. No. 
<laughs> as soon as I asked it, another person came to mind. And when you said, yeah, I was like, yeah, wait, no, that's not with that. Yeah. Um, God. Flying strong. Is this person, does this person, uh, it's the handheld weapon thing. I asked it, but now it's really throwing me off. I don't know why it's throwing, the question I wanted threw me off. Does this person, uh, uh, was this person on team cap? during civil war nope i feel like was this person in civil war nope there it is God damn, it. <laughs> it a damn all right two more to go. two more questions uh and a clue right if i uh i can you can definitely use okay. a clue yes um <clears throat> Is this person, uh, fly strong. Uh, you know, there's someone watching or listening to this being like, this is who it is. Oh, absolutely. You know it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And to that person, I'll say this. It's a lot different when you're in the hot seat. It is a lot different because your brain yeah, it's true. gets fried. Yeah. Yeah. I like my brain is a scramble of like, <laughs> if, if, if I could visualize my brain for everyone, it is like, quarter second flashes of every film in the MCU that I've seen. Like, it's just, it's this insane. Okay. Fly and strung. Uh, <laughs> was this person, um, I have one question left or two. You have two. I have two. Okay. Uh, was this, per is this person part of the guardians of the galaxy? No. Okay, cool. Um, it's a hero. Uh, we're just going to go for Brooke. Was this person, uh, uh, wait, not in Civil War. Shit. <laughs> Does this person do magic? No. Okay. Give me my clue. Have, all right. Well, I was like, you have a, you have two guesses, so you can guess. If you get it wrong, then you can use a clue if you want. No, I want my clue first. All right. One, two, or three. Two. <laughs> All right. I am the Prince of Asgard and the God of Thunder. That's absolutely a God. It's Thor. It's 100% like, a but God. But you said a deity. Is is Thor like a true deity? People, yes, absolutely. He's a is God, he though? He's the God of Thunder. He is a God. I said yes with an asterisk. There's no yes asterisk with an asterisk. to that. Yes, there is. Well, yes, there not. is. Are we talking? It's like, what are we talking here? You know, that's why I was like, he is the god of the name. God is in. I told you title. he had a handheld weapon. It's a fucking hammer, right? But you're, but you also said, well, he's maybe. In my mind, Thor is a god. He's the god of thunder. Like that's what he calls himself. Stop. He that's what he calls himself, the god of thunder. So much. That was we could have ended that round so long ago. Is Thanos the god of titans? What is he? I hate you. It was tricky. It was tricky on that one. Okay. Because humans think they're gods, but they're not really gods. He's not. Oh, okay. All right. I, I I see your point there, and okay. I apologize. Okay. When I said that, now I know. I, I now I know. I'm getting a better idea how your brain works with these questions. I'm yeah. Because right. I was like, you know, even even uh, ego, 
who's a planet, you know, and someone's like, you're a god, he's like, small g, you know? Okay, I'm not gonna argue. Ego is a planet. I'm not gonna argue that can, semantics with you. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. All, all right. right. Metro's right. with you for the record. Metro's Metro's on your side on that one. All right. But I get my definition of God. I think in that universe is different, right? Okay. Because Asgard can be killed, right? Those are you know not to say that gods can't be killed, but in my mind, a god is right. You know, I'll, that's why you're like say Love and Thunder, the God Killer, Thor, yeah. like. I'm sorry, he's a god. Like uh, he's, he's a part of the pantheon. Yes. You're correct. That that one's probably Look, on me on the I way I interpreted it. it. We're moving on. I got it. I'm sorry. It's all I'm right. Sorry for everyone. Everyone's like Doug's the asshole on this one, and you're probably right. All right. AMA. Probably thirty percent. All right. Cool. We'll do an AMA. So, <laughs> ask me anything. All right. Oh no. Here Wait, we go. What's the M I A I was doing the M I the asshole segment that we've done before, but no, that's not AMA. A I M A. A-I-M-A? No, no A-I-T-A. Ida! <laughs> anyway, we are... All right, buzzwords. Here we go. Last one. Here yeah. we go. Woo! Leader. Freedom. I get three. No. I did Unless, do you want to do the buzzword? Do you want to do the bonus oh, question? Oh, that's how... You, I thought you just... Shit, okay. Do you want to do the, do you want to do the bonus? No. All right, your choice. Your choice. Not mine. Leaves a leader and free. Leader and freedom. Leader and freedom. Got it. Is it Captain America? Yes. Cool. Good job. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, should we play the game here or should we just go for it? Yeah. He, I mean, his his third one was protector. I should feel like it should have been leader and protector, and freedom should have been the third one. 100%, but yes, that was yeah. I was like, nice job, just right out of the game. Bam, got it. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> there we go. Well, look, we made up time on this on the third question. There we go. Yeah. We did it. We did it. So, <laughs> dude, I fucking love this segment. I wish to. Get, like, I want to do this. I wish I had the cards because I want to reverse this. Like, it would be so much fun to put you on the hot seat. I got one the other day that was super difficult. Yeah, super difficult, and I was very proud of myself. I was like, Whew. I feel like my reputation's on the line. I'm playing with my wife and my daughter. Ooh, yeah, and I'm like. Now it's like, do you want to play guess the ten? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. My my confidence is kind of shaken oh, right now, depending on this sort of stuff. I'm if like, we were to play it, I feel like at this point you've gone, you've run through the cards. Like, is I there, haven't gone through all of them. Yeah, this does have a problem with replayability. Absolutely, and that's yeah. why I make it a point that I don't look at the bonus questions mm -hmm. because I don't want to know them. And it's, now some of these I'm going to always remember. Sure, that like. Some of these, like, I'll always know Spider-Man's card. I'm always going to go for the bonus question because I know I can get that. Right. Um, because you did it and then it, it came up for me and I was like, oh, I know what this is. Bing, yeah. bang, boom, you know, whatever. But I don't, I don't, I won't always remember them. So right. I want to keep that stuff fresh because if you get those bonus questions, they are huge advantages absolutely, sometimes. Yeah. Like, absolutely huge. So anyway, you did phenomenal. I apologize again for the God, <laughs> God thing. Look, if there wasn't some sort of a controversy, this now we're going to get ratings. This is going to be great. That's. Now people are going to be like, was, who was right? Doug or Justin? Odds are, Way let's take in. a poll. Probably going to be Justin. Yeah. Way in. But uh, <laughs> well, I love it because on the second one, uh, or uh, no, it was the first one with Okoye, uh, Metro thought it was Jessica Jones, which I thought ah, was interesting. Ah, like, interesting. Okay. Very, very, very <laughs> I also know what's possible in this deck. You don't. 
So I've seen everything that's in this deck. I haven't memorized it, but I know what most of the limitations are. Okay. Some of them have popped up. I'm like, oh, God, I don't even know if my head will ever go there. So oh, I know of the character. I'm familiar with him, but I don't know if I'll ever be able to get to right, where I need jump. to get to with yeah. him. But I think the hardest so, part is making it's figuring out what's the best question to ask. Because it's such a it's such a wide range of questions. So you try to think of the broadest possible like like the is it a hero villain? Cool. That takes out like half of the playing field. Male or and female actually helps a lot. It helps a lot. And then you can start going like animal related or is there a weapon? Involved I'll give you a suggestion. Or, I was yeah. kind of leaning towards it. Asking like, are they an Avenger? But see, are I they from? I feel like that could be a, a, a kind of an open ended. It could be too. if you say like, are they a core Avenger? Okay, what would you consider core Avenger? Like the first, the Avengers in the first one. Okay, so like whoever's in that one, because you know technically Spider Man's an Avenger, yeah, right? He, he gets he anointed, got dubbed. Yeah, yeah, he got dubbed for it. So, and again, if you're thinking of God help you if you're thinking of comic book, because everyone's an Avenger. That's a game that, off. So. Yeah, but you could be like, are they from Earth? You know, that's a big one. That's it could be like, too. is this a cosmic person or is it, you know, that's true um, are they, you mentioned, are they part of the Guardians of the Galaxy? Are they part of the Spider-Man universe? Right. Are they, you know, you've got a lot of, you've got a lot of different things you can kind of go to segment it out that are still broad. Yeah. That can kind of like, you know, narrow it down. That well, That's some of the strategies we've kind of figured out um, as far as like what to do. And then once you think, you know, like when you're like handheld weapon, I'm like, yeah, he's got this. He knows what this is. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> then I was like, it led me once the handheld weapon thing came in. I'm like, well, because I thought Vision for a second, and I'm like, well, Vision picked up the hammer. Like, I'm like, does that? But he's not known. He's for not it. known for it. Yeah, and so that's that's where it it threw me. Yeah, because sometimes these questions, you're like, how do I answer this? Like, right. Because I kind of go on the core of who they are. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say Vision has a weapon or anything like no, that. No, no, you know, like yeah. I'm gonna go with it. And as it said, God of Thunder, it literally has that written on the card. I was like, nah, I probably fucked that up. So because <laughs> I was, like, I was thinking like people could look at Vision as a god like that's he's, yeah, he's definitely got that level of like God, like abilities, you know, so. Yeah. For the record, the bonus question for Thor yeah. was who's uh, who's Thor's dad? <clears throat> I should have. Well, I didn't need it, but yeah, no, but that's, yeah, he definitely didn't need it. Yeah. So, yeah. but. That's why sometimes they're super fucking easy. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, what? <laughs> and you have 10 seconds to answer. You're like, what? Okay. Yeah. Good deal. Well, that was fun. <laughs> Goblin plays it. East Coast Avengers! <laughs> As an answer to Metrodome's West Coast Avengers. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, Dark Avengers. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> now here we go. And and we're up. And we're up. Uh, Justin, yes, what do you have to recommend this week? <clears throat> I'm going to recommend The Banshees of Inishirin. Um, It's an Irish film. Love that anime. Uh, <laughs> it is uh, It is a film by uh, Martin McDonough, who also did uh, In Bruges, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing's Missouri, uh, Seven Psychopaths. Um, he's worked with Colin Farrell a lot, worked with, uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson in this movie. They team back up. Uh, it's, it's a fun, I wouldn't actually, I won't even say it's, it's not fun. It's a, it's a dark, morbid comedy. Um, it deals with male grief, loneliness, um, but in a very dry, weird Irish way. Um, and it's, uh, it's beautifully shot, absolutely gorgeously shot, wonderfully acted, um, I think it's, it's, it's a fun movie. It's on HBO max right now. Uh, it won, uh, some golden globes. Um, I think it's, I, I can't remember 
if it won Critics' Choice or not. But it's definitely, I think it will be in the race for, for a few Oscars here and there. So um, I would definitely say check out The Banshees of Inishir, and it is a very, very fun, uh, interesting I keep saying fun. We're going to go with it. It's a, it's a good movie. I very much enjoyed it. It's a real hoot. It's a hoot and a half. Yeah. What do you got, Doug? <laughs> uh, I would recommend The Black Phone. Uh, it is a film that is currently on Amazon Prime. It stars uh, uh, Ethan Hawke. It's directed by Scott Derrickson, who did the first Doctor Strange, and he's done some other horror flicks. Uh, it's also based on a short story by Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son, which I'm sure he loves that moniker that's attached to him because most people are like, who's Joe Hill? And you kind of have to add that on there. Yeah. Um, it's a horror thriller. It's kind of light on the horror. It's definitely some suspenseful stuff. So it, I'm not huge into horror films uh, anymore, but I love Ethan Hawke. If Ethan Hawke's in something, I take notice, and I'm like, I'm probably going to give it a watch. Cool. And and the fact that it was also written by Joe Hill and it was based on one of his short stories, I'm like, all right, you got me. And it's fucking awesome. I'm not. I don't want to talk too much about it um, because I think uh, I didn't know a whole lot about it going into it, and I yeah. think that made it really good. It's very cool. Um, it's not super gory or anything, so if you're worried about that sort of stuff, don't worry. It's not too bad. Um, but it's it's very cool. It's very fun. More or less, it's about um, it's in like the 1970s in Colorado where kids start disappearing in this town. They're getting gotten by this person. They'd moniker the grabber and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And it's very, very cool. I really enjoyed it. So I'd highly recommend it. It's great. Yeah. And as a parent who has a child, I thought it was cool. So. All right. There you go. There you go. I, yeah. I, and look, Doug I, recommended this movie. Uh, I told him, I was like, dude, I don't know. I don't, I don't do well with horror films. And he prefaced these because the same thing. He's like, I don't typically either, but I think you'll be okay with this one. So I'm definitely yeah. going to give this one a shot on your recommendations. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a pretty cool film. I like it a lot. It's very, very cool. So definitely check that out. And also, while you're out there checking stuff out, uh, check out MindGap and all social medias at MindGap Podcast. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash MindGap Podcast. We live stream the podcast Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Central, and I host a video game podcast, or I'm sorry, video game stream on Fridays at 8 p.m. Central. Um, this Friday, depending on whether or not we can kind of get ourselves up to speed, Noah, Seth, and I have a little idea for something. Where we might be playing in characters. We've all got Red Dead Redemption 2 online, and we may be role-playing as cowboys. So we're creating cowboy characters, and we're thinking about role-playing. The Dinkum one was so much fun, and Noah felt left out that Seth was like, what if we did, we found a game that we could all role-play in? I think we found one, and uh, it all d- depends on whether or not Seth and I can get in there. We kind of have to get through a little bit of like the intro content to kind of be able to go in the free roaming world. Yeah, but uh, I-, I have an idea right. for a character. That's fun, and um, we'll see if we can pull it off. If not this week, we'll do it next week. So there you go. But Promises have been made. Yeah, I-, I would really like to give that a try. Um, I think it'll be a lot of fun uh, with those guys. So I also need to know what's possible in the game because I think that'll probably determine how I build my character, sure. you know, <laughs> sure. so, but we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, so anyway, uh, check us out. YouTube.com slash mind gap podcast. 
Um, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, check out our merch, uh, redbubble.com, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash mindgappodcast, and check out our Discord, link is in the description down below, and also don't forget to check out Justin online as well. On Instagram, you can do at uh, Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L, it's the fun way of spelling it, and while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Good Pod, all the places where you can find and consume quality podcasts, you can find and consume us. And while you're on there, rate, review, share, subscribe, all those good things mean the world to us. And then 2East8th.com and 2East8th on all social medias. And then keep an eye on uh, loveandimprovfilm.com and loveandimprovfilm on Instagram. Uh, we hit a little bit of a setback, but the film is still happening. Uh, also, if you are a film financier and would like to get into business, you go ahead and contact us because we'd love to talk to you. First of all, let's not call this a setback. This is just a production delay. Yeah. It, it happens to all legitimate productions. Thank okay? you. It does. It's not a setback. It's just part of the process. It so is. I feel more everything, like a now than I ever have. Everything is fine like wine. Yeah. So don't you all worry. I know we've been getting emails, messages, DMs that say hi, you know, and people just want to know, <laughs> is everything okay? And <laughs> Metro got there too. Film financer. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Everything is good. So hang in there. The shit's going to happen. So anywho, with that being said, uh, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Chat, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.